to the Runner X Podcast, where we talk about all things running. As many runners know, it's 90% mental. So join Coach Valerie and Coach Caroline as we go through the mental side of running. Welcome back to the Runner X Podcast. Uh, Val and I are going to talk about something today that um, we see a lot. Uh, it's I call it cognitive dissonance because what happens is you're reading a magazine maybe it's a runner's world or women's running or running times or whatever it is and it says you can run however you want feel free to be yourself but watch your where you've put your foot or whatever it's it's what I call it's like the, the I used to yell at my mom and I said this before my mom and I had a great relationship but I remember being a teenager and saying she would say I love you but I wish you wouldn't be so hard on yourself or I wish you know her but always discounted the I love you and she never realized that when I told her that she was mortified you know she was like oh my gosh no I love you you know but my point is is that when when we hear these two things that you just said I could run however I want but right now, now you've totally discounted it. So we're running around as runners going, is there a right way to run or is there not a right way to run? Is there, is there a foot strike? Is there a reach? What am I supposed to do? So how, how is that affecting how we're running now, Valerie? Well, here's the, the main thing is that there's not a standard of running. And there's a standard of every other movement. So this has always been a problem in running. Well, let's correct it. We believe there is a standard of running. The vast majority well, of the right. running population believes there's not a standard. There's not an accepted standard. Yeah, there we go. Okay. So when you have a standard, then you can have what's called deviations from a standard. Right. So for example, for a lot of people, I know you can't see me, but if, if, if you watch someone walk over to pick something up and they just bend over and pick it up without using their legs, most, of, most people have at least had some kind of understanding of, ooh, that's not how you pick something up. Right. If you watch somebody go to uh, lift a couch, yeah. right? Yeah. How many times has your father, mother, sister, brother said, lift with your legs, lift right. with your legs, right. you know, right. bend your knees. <laughs> <laughs> so like almost every movement has what's called a standard and then you're taught how to do that movement. Right. So in almost every movement, that's what's done. Swimming, we've done this. Like any, a lot of aims, right? Mm-hmm. Swimming, golfing, playing soccer. Almost every movement has a standard, except for running. You're just supposed to go run. Just go run, it's natural, everyone runs. So what people do is they mimic. So when you're a little kid, you pretty much mimic your parents or your siblings, because that's who you're around. Then you go to school and you mimic what your friends are doing and your peers. So what we start doing is we start creating a movement of our own. And so all of a sudden, the way you run is honestly the way you've adapted your body into a movement. But I don't know if it's running, because when we do gait analysis on people, we can help you see that. But the problem is, is that when I ask people what is running or how do you run, most people have no idea, right? They go for a run. They don't really know the action they're doing, right? So when I say, well, what is running? Tell me what running is to you. Most people say running is my freedom. Running is my stress release. And I'm like, well, no, I get that. That's emotional. Physically, what is running? Almost everyone will say running is putting one foot in front of the other but when you actually do that guys you would trip and fall over that's how you walk on a tightrope it's not what running is so then all of a sudden they're like oh and then that's kind of a stuck right because if i said to you well show me what a squat is almost everyone could show me even if it wasn't perfect 
you could at least have an idea or even a push-up or a sit-up right there's right. standards of these movements that we've all been taught especially if you did any kind of PE jumping jacks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right you know how to do that so we've never been taught how to run so the thought and the idea of learning how to run first of all there's a huge resistance with it right right and then it's like well if I'm being told run like you are run like you and then all of a sudden when you have um, a movement error or something's going on in your running well no one knows how to help you because since there's no accepted way of running what do they give you instead you get a stretch maybe, right. right right so then all of a sudden they're like oh the reason that you're hurting yourself is because you have tight hips yeah well so does every other runner <laughs> ever that's part of what makes people good runners. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so all of a sudden you're getting these physical limitations. So people are told, oh, well, you're not, um, your hips are tight, or oh, you have one leg that's higher than the other, or you have tight calves, or whatever these, uh, your, uh, I know, your, your glutes aren't firing. There's a, there's a good one. Yeah. So we start to hear these things like, these are reasons why you're not running. And it's all like, it's, to me, it's like the lazy way out. Yeah. Because... So what? I have tight hips. Why would I not run? You know, like this is what you guys got to remember is that running is a movement. And once you realize there's a way to move and a way to learn the movement, then when you have something that's going on in your running, then you check your movement. Right. Right. So in watching, you were talking about watching the Olympics. All right. So like I just watched the Olympics and I love, of course, as a runner, I watch the mar. I watch all of it, but when you watch the marathon, um, our girl that, that Molly Seidel, she won the bronze, and she's just so cute. Like I, I, I hope she, if she's hearing this, I mean that in a really good way. Like I would love to go running with her. <laughs> like at the beginning of the run, throughout the whole race, you could tell she wanted to be there. She loves running, but as you watch her run, she's got a little like circle movement she does with her arm, and that's what makes her her. Like it's her thing. I don't know why she does it. She probably doesn't know why she does it. It's something that she's patterned into her movement. It doesn't, she just won the bronze in the Olympics. Yeah. So she's running pretty well. Yeah, so she's doing good yeah, for herself. Yeah. So everyone has, this is what I tell people, you do have movements that make you, you. Right. And none of us want to take that away from you. Meaning, I wouldn't say to her, you shouldn't do that in your running. It's just, right. you know, what she does in her running. She's also running correctly because we can see in her movement her movement is running, and when you watch the marathoners as a group, the ones in the front, or in the Olympics, they're all pretty good, um, obviously, they all look very similar. Yeah. If you watch the sprinters, they all look very similar. Watch the movement patterns are almost identical in all of these runners that don't train together, they're all competitors, yet how come they all have the same movement? Yet if you go to any 5K to marathon, whatever distance, and with not watching the elites, watch the age groupers, how come we all look totally different? Yeah, yeah. You know, some people are shuffling, some people are... Smacking the ground. Yeah, there's just all kinds of things going on. Why are we not kind of demanding as runners? I would prefer to have a higher standard of movement for myself. Right. And I don't tell me it's because I have tight hips. Yeah. <laughs> the reason yeah. that we don't all follow the same movement standard because we're not getting coached in how to move. Yeah. So so that's really what it comes down to, guys, is that that you can run how you, you can have your little sure. issues. You be can you. Have, yeah, you can <laughs> be you. 
but be you within the standard of movement. Right. Be you with correct movement. Right. It's so much more fun to run, guys, when you run with a standard, when you're understanding what running is and what I'm supposed to be doing while I'm running. Right. You know, think about it. If you guys um, took a, like, what's so popular right now? Online cycling. Oh, my gosh. It's yeah. like the rave or whatever. And when people get their bikes, the first thing they do is figure out how to sit on it correctly, mm-hmm. how to pedal. Right. Right. Someone shows them, I hope, how to actually ride the bike. And no one questions it. So, like, I know how, I'm hopefully learning how to ride this bike. Or, like you said earlier, if I decide to do a triathlon and I've never swum, I'm probably going to do a swim lesson. So, it's the same with running. There's a movement standard. And everyone following the movement standard means when you're doing something that's off the standard, yeah, then you can correct it. Right. Now, let me, I'm going to throw something out there, guys, that if you are listening to the podcast, if you're following Valerie and you're starting to think like, oh, she kind of makes some sense here, you know, because that's, when she started talking to me, it made absolute perfect sense. It just, wow, that's logical. Okay. So if you're starting to feel that way, it's okay to question what your track coach told you. And the reason I'm saying that is because she just made the comment about like, I got a Peloton, right? I was one of those people that got a Peloton start, uh, it was before the pandemic, but I was so glad I had it during the pandemic. (laughs) But I will tell you, though, that the person that set me up on the bike actually didn't set me upright. She had me bending my knee. It was way too much. So when I started riding, I felt, after she left, this was after about a week, I started feeling like like I was riding a tricycle. And so I moved it. I moved my seat. I adjusted it to where I knew that my knee would still be bent. I didn't feel like I was over flexing and I felt comfortable. So I challenged her, right? I didn't say, well, she set me up that way. So this is obviously the way it needs to be. So there's a, there's a fine line. And, and when people do come into the membership, they don't challenge Valerie, but they do question her. Like I was always told high knees, Valerie, why not high knees? Or I was always told, um, that I need to run 20 miles, Valerie, and on my running plan. I've always done that, and I've had, I haven't been injured. I got injured because my dogs pulled me wrong, right? right? So we're not saying um, just blindly follow Correct. what, yes, follow what she's saying, but we are confident in what she's saying, and there's a reason behind it that if you have a question, ask us. Right. Send in to support at RunnerX.fit your questions. Get on one of her lives. She does them every Wednesday at 1030 on Facebook. You can come on there and ask her a question. You can go to our website and send us an email saying, hey, I've got a question. Let us know because we will answer it. There is probably a method to the madness. We just haven't talked about it on the podcast yet. And so we'd love to answer you. And if you're truly inquisitive and want to learn, then nobody gets offended or feels oh, like yeah. you're challenging. Absolutely not. Right. We love it. Yeah. <laughs> so we hope to see you on the next one. Talk to you. Thank you for joining us on the RunRx podcast. If you'd like to know more, join us at www.runrx.fit. And if you have additional questions that you'd like answered on the podcast, email us at support at runrx.fit.